The Premier League season is upon us. Does Manchester City make history again? Can Chelsea bounce back after a dismal showing last year? And do any of the promoted teams stay up? We will cover all this and more on the supporter section. Grab your scarves. We start right now. Welcome into the supporter section. I'm Stephen Curl, and this is episode 75 of the supporter section podcast. I'm joined by my good friend, Brandon Patesnick, still a resident of Columbus, Ohio. How you doing today, Brandon? Not for much longer, Stephen. I'll tell you that. You probably noticed my mustache. I'm trying to, you know, get something that'll warm my lip because I will be moving to Chicago where it is much colder than it is here. But more importantly than all of that, is the Premier League season is starting, and I could not be happier. I'm very optimistic, like most fans are, I feel like, at the beginning of the season. Um, but something did happen today that we do need to discuss before we get into everything. Yes. Kane is finally leaving, Steve. Let's let's air out all the all your feelings. Yeah, it happened. Uh, I'll give myself a, a twenty second soapbox. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's his parting gift to Spurs: one hundred and ten million um, pounds or hundred million euros around that around that little fee. So I didn't think it was going to happen. It happened. So absolutely crazy. Uh, Brandon, do you think he gets? Over under 20 goals in the Bundesliga this next season. Over 20 goals. Over 20 goals. Um, yeah, is Robert, Robert Lewandowski still there at Bayern? No, he's in a, he's in Barcelona. Shh, oh my god. That's he led he, he led the team in scoring last year for Barcelona. That's so <laughs> embarrassing. That's that's that slipped my mind. Hey, oh my okay. god. Um, so they need a striker, obviously. Yeah, over 20 for sure. And they'll be hoping that he leads them on the Champions League run, of course. They'll definitely win the Bundesliga. It's hard to say definitely. Brent, uh, Dorman kept it close. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, No, I think I think the person who's most upset about um, this transfer is the uh, Dortmund supporter in that yellow wall right now. Uh, don't even – I'd say don't even worry about the title next year because you're not going to win it. Uh, yeah. But, this, but look, yeah. this is what I said I wanted to happen. I told you guys, sell him, get the money in as soon as you can, and buy two players that boost your team, maybe another midfielder and a striker. I don't yeah. know what's going to happen. but Yeah, I'm curious. I think it might have been too late in the window for us to buy anybody else. It might just be pigeon time um, until January. So, um yeah. I'm ready for Richarlison. Looking at you. I'm going to have a hot take about him later in the show. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so this is our Premier League preview episode. Um, but before we get into the previews of things, we might take a little dive into the past. Brandon, do you want to lead us into um, just some season highlights last year? What happened 2022-2023 Premier League season, the best season I've ever seen? Yeah, it's the best season I've ever seen as well. And I had to look some of this stuff up because I forgot it. So I'm sure some of our listeners forgot. So one of the things you probably didn't forget is Man City won a treble last year. Um, they won the Premier League with 89 points, five more than second place Arsenal. It was a good run by Arsenal, but Man City beat them out in the end. If you remember those famous two games they played in what is the last two months of the season or something against Arsenal, and Arsenal just looked scared. It was sort of embarrassing. Um, Man City beat Manchester United 2-1 in the FA Cup. Final thanks to a Gundogan double. Gundogan's no longer at Manchester City, but he was a great servant. Pep's first ever signing. 
um, at Manchester City. Um, he will be missed this year, I'm sure of it. And then Manchester City completed their treble run with a 1-0 win in the Champions League final against who? My dark horse, Inter Milan. Um, that was a great game, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was Man City finally reached their pinnacle. It was an awesome game. Yeah, they um, they were really good last year, to say the least. <laughs> they steamrolled everybody really towards the end of the season. But on the red side of Manchester, they also brought home a trophy. They beat Newcastle two 0 in the Carabao Cup final. I think goals from Casemiro and Bruno, maybe Rashford. I didn't even write it here, but something like that. Um, bring in some silverware to Manchester. West Ham were shaky in the Premier League all season, but they did beat Fiorentina 2-1 in the Europa Conference League final, their first piece of silverware since lifting the FA Cup in 1980, and their first European trophy since 1965. Massive for them. They're looking to have a good season this year. We'll get into that later. Uh, and some Premier League top scorers. You and I had this locked last year. Erling Holland. Did we think he was going to score this many goals though? <laughs> Thirty six, bro. Yeah, thirty six. It was it was absolutely insane. And you, would, especially in the beginning of the season last year, before the World Cup break, it was like comical. Four goals, three goals, four goals. It was absolutely insane. He just couldn't stop throughout the rest of the year. He couldn't stop. They definitely figured it out and. It's a scary thought going into the season. Hit you know, Pep's always like the the second season player. You know that that sort of thing that follows Pep's signings. I, I'm very scared to see what Erling Holland's second season might be like. Will he hit it again? I don't know. But Harry Kane also had an amazing season on that Tottenham team, scoring 30 goals. Are you kidding me? Now they're losing out on all of those goals. See what happens there in London. Ivan Tony also scored 20 goals. He came in third place in the Golden Boot race. Uh, but that just really showed how good Harry Kane and Erling Holland were on the year. The top assisters were Kevin De Bruyne, of course, with 16. Trossard with 12. He did it with two teams last year. That was Brighton and Arsenal. And Mohamed Salah also with 12. Salah had a really sneaky good season. He was really good. Like, was it? Do you have? 19 goals, 12 assists, 16 goals, something, something like that. He's really, really good. Um, let's see. What else do we need to cover here? Champions League spots. Man City, like we said, won the league. Arsenal in second, like we said. Manchester United finished in third. Great year for them after a bumpy start. And then the new boys, the new castle boys, they did it. They really, really did it. We'll preview their previous season in a minute. But... They landed a Champions League spot. Europa League spots went to Liverpool and Brighton. Hello. Amazing for them. They probably played the best football out of anybody last year. They were so good. I hope that happens again. Uh, And Europa Conference League spot. It was your boys. Aston Villa. What a run they went on under Unai Emery from 17th to 7th. I'm going to say it again in a minute when we get to Aston Villa because it – was a crazy run. Um, we'll see if they can do it again this year. So they will be playing in, in Europe. And Steve, you want to do the in memoriam? I feel like this is more of, of your your section. Cue my my tiny violin right now. Um, to our fallen heroes, Leicester City, Trey Powers. So sorry, Leicester goes down um, after beating all the odds, becoming the Premier League champion. Back 
some years ago was it 2015 right um so yeah. they are now in the championship vardy looks off to ride into the sunset um and we have leeds united we all knew we're going down uh they were a disaster last year uh managerial player wise and as brandon always says it's a team of championship players that belongs in the championship and that's where they're headed um and southampton finally finally crossed that line that mendoza line that they've been treading for oh so long uh so southampton also goes down r.i.p to the saints um so with that though with the dead comes spring, right? The seasons go around. We have a team called Lutton Town, and on their crest is like this like picnic hat with a little ribbon that we're going to get into. Uh, this next uh, segment of the show, we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to preview every single Premier League team that is headed into this 2023-2024 season. But we're going to do it rapid-fire style. We're going to break it down into the previous season – in just a couple couple words here, talk about their league position, and then what are the expectations for these teams going on into this new year? Brandon, anything to add before we get into it? No, we're also going to talk about some big transfers, ins and outs, so maybe major incomings, major losses to the team. So, But we're going to run through it quickly. We'll give our little takes here and there, but strap in. All right, and to get this kicked off, we're going to go with Arsenal. Um, the best way to describe 2022 for Arsenal uh, was ahead of schedule. Um, absolutely ahead of schedule. Looking like Premier League title uh, frontrunners this whole time, this whole season. Like you said many times last year, they were consistently one of the best teams. Um, Mikel Arteta's side will look to build upon their success with an opportunity to play in Champions League football, something that they have not seen in quite some time. And they should have plenty, plenty, arguably the most firepower to do so in the league um, to compete across all these competitions that they're going to find themselves in. So they finished second last year. Uh, major additions into it is MLS skills champion Kai Havertz. Um, Declan Rice also joins the Gooners to hold it down in that midfield. Uh, in Timber and Florian Balogun. Will he stay or will he go? Uh, the, the, the jury's still out on that. So is he going to be a part of the side? We don't really know. And that's a big, if a big, like, is this guy going to be on the bench to call upon or not? Um, and with that, the losses of Xhaka, Mr. Uh, yellow red card himself, no longer on the Gunners. Uh, he will be missed. He kind of turned into a sneaky fan favorite there um, towards the end of his tenure. Um, and expectations for this team. Expectations got to be title charge. Like, you need to be in that conversation out the gate. I want to see goals aplenty, um, striking fear into your opponents. Maybe at least a trophy, um, whether that's domestic, European, I don't know. And speaking of European, what are we thinking for this team, Brandon? Quarterfinals? Champions League? I think that's about right. I think you covered everything. Title charge, one trophy in some sort of shape or form. Um, they already got one, but I don't know if you want to count that. <laughs> the, the supporter shield, is that what it's called? Yeah. Um, I don't think it counts. Uh, yeah, quarterfinals I think would be really good for this team. They're very deep. They're, I, they might be the only team that could – beat Man City to the title this year. It'll be interesting. Moving on to Aston Villa. The previous season, like I said earlier, Gerard to Emery, 17th to 7th. Um, look, I 
I don't know what to say other than it was an amazing, amazing run. Unai Emery is the man to take this team forward. We ended up, like I said earlier, in seventh place. Major additions, Musa Diaby from Leverkusen, Paul Torres from Villarreal, and Yuri Tielemans on a free, great business, from Leicester City, rest in peace. Um, no like major losses with this team. So they're only building from last year. So the expectations have to be seventh or higher. Um, I'm expecting a trophy of some sort. Um, that could be the Europa conference league trophy. Um, could be a Carabao cup. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, the expectation is a deep run in the conference league and potentially win it for me. I love it. I love it. Uh, moving on to Bournemouth, the cherries, uh, they had a bumpy ride last year, kind of a scary little start. Uh, but at the end, their season was something to build off of. Um, they finished 15th in the league last year. I'm maybe looking around the same for this year for them. Uh, they changed their managers from Gary O'Neill to Andoni Ariola, um, and added in Ahmed Traore, Justin. I don't want to say that last name there, Brandon. You know me and Clivert. Clivert. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the expectations for these guys is still just to stay up. You finish 15th, not even 16th or 17th, but stay up. Um, more money in the league if you stay in it. Yeah, Brentford is next. They kickstarted Manchester United's chaos at the beginning of the season last year. Uh, we'll talk about Manchester United's chaos in a minute when we get to M's, but the duo of Tony and Embuemo dazzled throughout the whole season. They were so good. Like I said, Tony ended up third in the Golden Boot race. Um, they were just very, very consistent under Thomas Frank, and they ended up in ninth place. Um, major losses. They lost Ivan Tony due to a gambling ban. That was a weird thing to follow throughout last season. Um, but it's only half a half a season ban, so um, he will be coming back in January, I believe. They lost uh, – or no, so they gained Nathan Collins from Wolves, I think, and Kevin Shade. Um Solid additions to their their squad. They will be expecting a top half finish again. Yes. Speaking of top half finishes, Brighton managed to pull that off last year. Uh, they started the season hot, but then they lost their manager to Chelsea Graham Potter, and they got even better. Uh, they brought in Deserby. Uh, it, it was just a beautiful, beautiful um, show of class with Brighton last year. Um, outplaying literally everybody on the field. Uh, they were a joy to watch. The neutral was obsessed with Brighton. I feel like they got into a lot of people's hearts last year. Um, they landed in one of uh, Europe's top six seven places, but they finished sixth. Uh, so they will be in the Europa League. Um, major additions in to this team. They have Yal Pedro coming in, James Milner from Liverpool to kind of hold it down. Uh, Brandon, I'm going to give you... Mahmoud Dahoud from Dortmund. There it is. Mahmoud Dahoud from Dortmund. Uh, and the big losses of this team is probably everybody already knows. Zach McAllister, Robert Sanchez, Moise Caicedo being signed um, by Liverpool. Uh, and the expectations here for this team after finishing in Europa League is top of the table comfortably. Um, we'll get into that. Top half. Top ha yeah, top half of the table comfortably. To be clear, yeah. they're not winning the league. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, top half of the table. Uh, I don't think that they are going to land in a European spot for next season. But, hey, finish top 10. Finish top 10. We'll get into it. I just want to watch them play football like they were last year. Just so beautiful. I hope it doesn't run out on them. Their team's not as 
deep as they were last year. But we say that about them every year. Every year, who knows? Newcomers, our first newcomer, Burn Lee. You probably recognize the name if you followed the Premier League for a while. Uh, but they bounced back up. Um, fresh starts last year in the championship. Uh, new style of play under X Man City captain. And they ended up at the top of the championship with 101 points. Uh, they're they were really good last year. Let's let's be real. And they only got better in this offseason, adding Sander Burge, Jordan Beyer, and James Trafford. I'm going to put the expectation on them to just to stay up. That's, I think, every team coming from the championships, just to stay up. Um, don't let these high expectations get to you for whatever reason. Um, yeah, stay up, Burnley. Yeah, I think they will. I think they will. I have my faith in uh, that Vincent company, man. Uh, moving on to Chelsea, coached by my ex-boyfriend, Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, last season, they had a train wreck of a year. Uh, new ownership group, Todd Bowley, the American man, um, came in. Had a lot of poor decisions, a lot of poor signings. Just imploded this team with signings. The team was gigantic. Uh, but... Anyone else he did? He fired Thomas Tuchel. Uh, he fired Thomas Tuchel, brought in Potter, like we talked about earlier, from Brighton. It seems only seem to get worse. Um, they invested a lot of money into this team with no clear direction. Last season was not good. They finished 12th. You heard me, 12th last year. Um, honestly, thinking about the major losses, there's a lot. Uh and I, I'll, I'll hit some some top ones real quick. Uh, Mason Mount was was one of them. Uh, Kalubli, Edward Mendy, uh, Angola Conte, Mateo Kovacic, who moved to Main City, um, Christian Pulisic, and 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 more. Kai Havertz to Arsenal. I don't know if I already said that, but coming into the team, Christopher Nkunku, attacking midfielder, uh, Nicholas Jackson coming in, Robert Sanchez, and signed recently my favorite player, well, one of my favorite players on the U.S. Men's National Team. Tyler Adams. Uh, so that's really exciting. Go USA. Um, but yeah, those are the players that have come in and out. And the expectations is where this gets interesting. This is still Chelsea. Expectations here, top six. At least top six. You got. You still have a great team. Um, even though you got rid of so many players in the offseason. Great team. Win a trophy. Uh, this is the Champions League uh, winners of two, two seasons ago. Two seasons ago, yeah. So... It's listen. The expectations are there. You finished twelfth, which was absolutely horrendous. So you got to get back in the saddle and get some silverware this year. Yeah. Now that I think of it, I think it was three seasons ago. Now time flies crazy. It was three? Um, yeah. It was COVID year. Yeah. Twelfth yep. is really bad after spending. What did they spend? Four hundred million dollars or more last year in two transfer windows. Yeah. It was something crazy. Like I've never seen anything like it. We'll see what they can do this year. But, yeah, trophy hunting, I think, is, is Pochettino's motto coming this season. Crystal Palace, um, Patrick Vieira was doing all right last year, and then they hit a slump. Uh, Palace's form took a major, major dip, fired Vieira, and guess who came back? Oh, Roy, oh, reliable. Uh, he came back in hobbling on a cane and uh, immediately, and I mean immediately, turned their season around. They ended up in 11th. Uh, which is really, really good for them. Um, they did lose Zaha this offseason. Rip. I think it went to Galatasaray, if I'm yep. not mistaken. Um, and Elise isn't gone yet, but he's heavily rumored with Chelsea and Man City. So we'll see what happens on that one. If he stays, that'd be major, major for them. 
guess who's returning? Old Roy. He's returning to start the season. Hopefully get through the whole season with them. We'll see. They also signed Jefferson Lerma, who's who's a good player. Um, Crystal Palace, for me, is if if they keep Belize, that's major. Um, I think my expectations would go up a little bit, but ideally stay up. <laughs> stay up um, without firing Roy. Get through the season with him. Or towards the end, maybe. I don't know. This this team's weird and hard to predict. Jack Norman, if you're out there, leave a comment. Um, but yeah, we can we can move on to, to Everton. Yes, the Toffees. Will they go down this year? Who knows? Uh, last season, awful start under Frank Lampard. That's right. Frank Lampard coached this team. Uh, but then Sean Dyche came into the mix. Shout out Sean Dyche from the Sean Dyche podcast. Uh, he entered and righted the ship. Uh, really played sound football, but honestly... It was just about staying up and getting results, and that's what he did. Um, it might have not have always been pretty, but that's what they did. Um, yes, so saves Everton on the last day. They finished 17th in the league. Um, major uh, additions into the team this year are going to be Arnott Danjuma, um, the Tottenham Loney last year. Ashley Young, your former uh, outside back on Villa. Uh, he served his time pretty well at Villa, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and yeah. the expectations for Everton here are just like, throw something at the wall and hope it sticks. Uh, obviously to stay up. That's, I mean, that's, that's the expectation, but you're Everton. You're still one of the bigger clubs in England. You gotta get something to stick. You can't keep doing this revolving door of managers. So something to stick for Everton, something to build off of, whether it's a style of play, some run of form, maybe just keep a manager the whole season. Uh, that would be great for Everton. Yeah, I think those two signings really fit Daesh and Daesh's uh, style of play. Daesh ball, as we say. Uh, Fulham's next. Surprising nearly everybody with their toughness under Marco Silva's leadership. Um, I think everybody put them to go down except for me. Hello. Um, and But they, they even surprised me. Um, they were very, very consistent, and they were destined for a possible European spot until – Good old Mitrovic. We love Mitrovic on this podcast too, by the way. <laughs> he was on a scoring tear and then got an eight-game ban for like pushing a ref or something, I think yeah. it was. Um, they ended up in 10th, unfortunately, but they were they were really good. They brought in Raul Jimenez um, and Calvin Bassey. Um, Mitrovic has been rumored out to Saudi Arabia, but he's still on the team as of right now. We'll see what happens. Fulham expectations. I think tenth is is going to be a good expectation mark for them again. Will they do it? I'm not sure, but I hope they they try for top half or at least they're close. Tenth is is again where I think they'll end up. Yes, and moving into Liverpool. Liverpool last year so inconsistent. This is a team that just surprised everybody about how poor they were playing. Um, a lot of injuries kind of on this team. Uh, Thiago hurt the midfield. Luis Diaz went out and. Uh, if it weren't for Salah just having, like Brandon said earlier, a sneaky good season, um, this team, they almost qualify for Champions League, though, at the end of it. Uh, they finished fifth. I think that they will do better this coming upcoming year. Van Dyke needs to have a better season as well. Um, some major additions into this team are Alex McAllister, uh, Moise Caicedo, uh, Salabalazi, and they lost... Uh, Jordan Henderson, gone, Firmino, Milner, Fabinho. These are some core Liverpool guys that have really been a part of the success over these past five, seven, eight years for Liverpool. So um, it's 
going to be very interesting to see how these new pieces fit into this side. I think they're going to be a good team. Expectations this year for Liverpool. They're going to be back up top to lofty expectations. They need to win a major trophy. Talking FA Cup, maybe with the Premier League. Or maybe they go in and boss the Europa League. Um, but I expect them to be in the title race the whole season. It's more fun when Liverpool's a part of that. Um, love them or hate them. But that's Liverpool's expectations for this next year for me. I completely agree. I get the newcomers again. Luton, town. Yes, their stadium is not up to Premier League capacity, so they had to postpone their first game. I don't know if that's still happening. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. I don't know if they got it done in time. I don't know. should probably check on that. Uh, but <laughs> it's an amazing stadium. Um, they finished regular season third behind uh, Carlton Morris's 21 goals in the championship. They beat Sunderland over two legs at Stevens championship team, by the way, uh, in the semifinals and then end up, ended up beating Coventry city and penalties in the final to achieve promotion. What a story. They take marvelous Nakamba who was on loan there last year from Aston Villa on a, on a full transfer to Heath Chong. And they added old Aston Villa player, old Chelsea player, old Everton player, Ross Barkley <laughs> to to their roster. That's laughable. That's scary. And the only thing I can say after that is for expectations is stay up. Yes, yes. Uh, I do not think they will. I will bet my 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 everything, my net worth on it. Uh, anyways, we're moving into Manchester City, a team that's going to finish on the very opposite spectrum of the table. Um, and that's what they did last year. Erling Holland sets the league on fire in his first season, wins the Golden Boot, 36 goals. He's going to win the Golden Boot as long as he plays in the Premier League. Um, City win their coveted treble, the major treble, FA Cup, Premier League, and the elusive Champions League finally completes Pep Guardiola's collection at City. Um, Pep's duo of Kevin De Bruyne and Holland are unbeatable. They are the best duo in the Premier League. And last year, like I said, they finished first. The losses that they have onto this team, uh, or the losses that they had during the summer, there we go, uh, include the likes of uh, Gundogan, Gundogan and um, Mares as well, the old Leicester boy finally riding off in the sunset in the sands of Saudi Arabia. Um, but they add in... Uh, Vardial, say it again. <laughs> Jasko Vardial. Yeah, Vardial. Yeah, I was there. I was there. Croatian. He's Croatian. The Croatian World Cup superstar at center back of this last season. He was wanted by many, but only uh, arrived to Manchester City. I think like about the ninety million pounds or ninety million I think, euros. I think he broke the record for most expensive defender ever. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And former Real Madrid midfielder and last season Chelsea midfielder Mateo Kovacic joins Manchester City. Uh, Pep, when asked about losing uh, Gundogan, he just said, we could not replace him. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, expectations for Manchester City is to win the Premier League, make that history with their fourth consecutive title in a row. Make the semifinals of the Champions League. Win the Champions League. I don't know. It's got to be at least winning one trophy at this point for Manchester City. You almost would think two is the expectation, honestly, now that I'm saying it out loud. Because I feel like that's what they've done in the past five years, at least winning two trophies. So that's the, that's the expectation for Manchester City moving into this next year. Yeah. Uh, not much more to say about that. But in the red half of Manchester, Manchester United... 
I'll start with this. Cristiano Ronaldo. <gasps> Wait, he played for Manchester United last year? Yes, he did. At the very beginning of the season, all the drama that followed that. The Pierce Morgan interview. Did you forget about that? Um, absolutely fell off the face of the earth after that, after the World Cup, basically, um, with his move to Saudi Arabia. Um, then Ten Hag took over. He made Old Trafford a fortress. They had, I think, the best or the second best like home defense in the whole league. Um captured a champions league place like we said in third and it just really seems like they're on the right track they're they're going to be solid again this year i think we'll get our, our predictions later but like i said finished third last year they brought in rasmus hoyland um, he's a 20 year old from atalanta he's a striker mason mount who i think is a really really good signing uh, from chelsea and andre onana um champions league finalist goalkeeper from inter milan replacing david de Gea, who's no longer at the club um with this team, I think it's winning something better than the Carabao Cup and also top four again. Um, we'll see if they can compete for the title. I just don't think they're there yet. I, I don't think they are. They're also offloading a ton of players right now. Um, looks like Harry Maguire is going to go. Um, I think that that might be finalized at this point. Um, who else? Fred is finalized. I didn't put that in here, but that just got finalized today. So they're, they're, they're making moves. I just... I don't think it's their season yet to really make a title run. Maybe next year um, for them. Well, talking about consistent teams being good, Newcastle entered that pedigree of team last year, um, finishing fourth in the Premier League last year. Um, They started off strong and really didn't let up. Uh, It was just the consistent rise of Newcastle that everybody was expecting. But another team... Uh, kind of like Arsenal, ahead of schedule is kind of what clicks in my head. Uh, I was not expecting this out of Newcastle last year. Um, but yeah, they didn't let up throughout the whole season. Uh, revived the goal players' careers. You're seeing the likes of uh, J- like Joe Linton uh, scoring goals. Like, wait a minute, I thought he was washed. I thought he was done. Uh, no, not on this Newcastle team. Uh, surprise everybody, Eddie Howe, the former Bournemouth manager, led this team to a Champions League spot. It is absolutely insane. I believe he was our shout for one of the managers of the year. Um, but like I said, they finished in the top four. Um, major losses going into the season. They lost uh, St. Maximin, the dribbler king himself, and Chris Wood as well. Two staples into that team. Um, they brought in Sandro Tonali from AC Milan. Uh, jury's out on this one. I mean, I don't know if he's going to thrive in his team. We have a couple different opinions on that. Uh, Harvey Barnes arrives looking to um, hit the ground running, getting off of Leicester. Uh, and they also lost uh, – no, sorry. I misread that. Uh, who's this last one here, Brandon? Tell me about tell me about this guy, Tino. I don't know much. Livermento, I think he came from Southampton, I want to say. Um, sorry. I, I It's been a lot of transfers going on, so I've been having a hard time following it. No, you're good. A lot of transfers. Um, expectations for this team. Win your trophy. They made it to the finals of the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup last year. They have not won a major trophy since the 1955 FA Cup. This is a Tottenham fan that knows something about not winning trophies. Uh, but you are good enough this year at Newcastle. Win a trophy. That's the expectations. If you can stay in that top four, that's what you need to do. Stay in the top four. Sneak a trophy in. Maybe take that Carabao Cup away from Manchester City uh, this year. Um, I know United won it last year, but that's that's City's, that's City's trophy. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for Newcastle. 
Yeah, they almost got a trophy last year, you know, losing 2-0 in that final like we covered er earlier. That'd be awesome to see them win something. Uh, Nottingham Forest, they signed 30 players, like actually 30 players last year. I think the number ended up being absolutely insane. Um, They flirted with relegation all year, but in the end, the board stuck with manager Steve Cooper, and he was able to keep them up thanks to a really big win against Arsenal, I think, a week before the season ended. So they were safe before the last week. Uh, Really big for them. They ended up finishing 16th. Um, They added Chris Wood from Newcastle, added Anthony Alenga, winger from Manchester United, and goalkeeper Matt Turner, American goalkeeper. So that's crazy. I think he's going to start probably, and uh, they'll be in better hands, literally. Um, Their expectation in their second season up is is to stay up. Again, I think a lot of these teams, it's going to be the same thing. There's a lot of teams in this bottom mix that who knows what's going to go down. We're going to talk about it in a minute, but... Nottingham Force is one of those teams. Just stay up. Speaking of someone that just needs to stay up, Sheffield United, new kids on the block. Um, last year they kept it semi-close with Burnley in the in the championship, and they got ended up getting automatic promotion. Um, it's second place with 91 points. Um, some additions into this team. They have Austin Trusty coming in. They're losing Sander Burge and you know Lillian Nade. There it is. Um, <laughs> NDI. <laughs> NDI. There it is. There it is. Um, expectations here for the Blades is to stay up. Um, I'm thinking back to who was the manager last time they were in here? White hair. Oh, you was... ask me this every time. Oh gosh. My God. God. Anyways, um, they played. They played some some sound football last time they were in the premier league and i believe they finished in the top half their first year in um the last time that they had bounced up and then the next year it just went all wrong um for them as i'm stalling for my for my co-anchor here to we'll come back to it we'll come back to it oh uh, yeah chris wilder chris wilder i wanted to say chris wood but we just talked about him leaving yeah <laughs> chris wilder uh he ended up stepping down as manager and their relegation um and they said they wanted to keep him at the helm but he just walked away from the club so interesting to see what they do this year um i'm so happy i don't have to talk about this next team brandon take us away I was going to make you talk about I was going to say, this is your team. I talked about Villa. Uh, I'll talk about Tottenham. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say what Steve wrote, but <laughs> some choice words in there. Uh, but, you know, they weren't great last year. A um, couple manager – well, no, they didn't change – they changed managers once. Um, didn't they only once? God, I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, Tottenham Con- was a mess. Yeah, Conte, Conte left. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was funny. Some very, very amazing quotes from from Conte on his way out. But um, Kane scored 30 goals. <laughs> That's a major plus. Now he's gone. But um, And they finished in eighth place. Uh, just a really bad season, right, Steve? It was just overall bad. Um, Steve wrote, losses were always on the wall for this team. And it was true. Um, they would pop up with a, a win every so often, but... They just weren't great. They didn't really have a good identity. Um, just not good vibes around the team at all, especially with the manager situation. But finishing eighth, this offseason they brought in James Madison, which I think is an amazing signing. Mickey Vandeven from Germany, I think. We'll and um, like we mentioned uh, a couple times now, they lost Harry Kane, which is a major loss. Um, Steve's expectations <laughs> is to keep a manager for the full season <laughs> and make Europe seventh place. 
I think that's that's optimistic. Maybe both of those things, but no, I I, I think Pasacaglu is here for two or three seasons, um, and hopefully, you guys don't drop below eighth this season because then if you start to, he, he might be gone, which would be another restart for for Tottenham. So. Yeah, I'll add just one thing. The expectations for this club is the top half of the table. I'm sorry. That's just where we're at. I talked about it the last pod I was on about what would it be like if we lost 30 goals in this side. I don't know where they're going to come from. Um, So, anyways, expectations. God, if I hear one – ESPN FC, we're talking about top four. Like, expectations, like what Tottenham's goals are, no, that's – any, anyways, yeah, I'll, I can't wait to not talk about this team that much. Um, no European football for the for the boys. I'm so excited. I hope we get knocked out of every domestic uh, trophy immediately, so we can just play one game a week. So I don't have to watch this abysmal performance unless they play really well, It'll make me happy. Uh, so, anyways, Tottenham Hotspur, go Coys. And I'll, and I'll, it's your turn. I know. I'm sorry. Gosh. Uh, West Ham. West Ham United is a team that we talked about last year. Uh, winning your European Conference final. Uh, you might think, wow, oh, they won a major trophy. Major trophy. That's awesome. But they were actually poor the entire year. And no one really – it was like you were watching two different teams make their run in this conference final and just be abysmal uh, in the Premier League. Um and they avoided a relegation in the same week. That's like this is a team that was. I remember we were talking about like, are they safe? Are they not safe? Is Dave Moyes going to get fired? Is he all these things? Um, they finished 14th in the league last year, and major additions into this team: Edson Alvarez, uh, Mexican international, coming in. Uh, Harry Maguire is all but signed, still delivered, I believe, to West Ham. James Ward-Prowse. Uh, they lost a guy by the name of Declan Rice, arguably the biggest transfer. It's the biggest transfer that happened in the Premier League this year. Um, and they also lost Gamaka. That's also been a kind of intricate part to their team over the past couple seasons as well. Um, this is a good team, I think. I think they are. They will be better than their 14th position last year. Uh, maybe 12. They're not going to get relegated. Um you know, just don't get knocked out of the Europa League group stage. I think they can, I think this is a good enough team to stick around. And I think they're going to hover around that mid table, um, that mid table kind of area on the premier league table. Brandon, anything else that you want to add on there or no? Yeah, I think actually Skamaka might've only been there for a season, if I'm not mistaken. And he just didn't like it. Um, he didn't score goals. Um, did he score a goal? I don't know if he scored a goal last year. Uh, it just wasn't good for him. So I think he went back to Italy, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. yeah, West Ham, they'll be fine, I think. Uh, we'll see when we get to predictions. I was thinking Yarmolenko. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're good. Um, Wolves, this is this is an interesting one. Weird offseason moves last season. Um, started the season with Bruno Lodge, but that didn't really last long, I think, into October. So Ju- Julian Lopetegui came in and honestly made great improvements. Um, they were safe with like five weeks to go. So they they were fine. Sort of a wasted season, but they're whatever. Um, they finished 13th. Um, this this offseason, they brought in Mateus Cunha for a lot of money. Really big move. 
Um, Bubakar Traore, Matt Doherty coming back to the club. They lost Ruben Neves, Nathan Collins, Connor Cody, Raul Jimenez, and they just fired Lopetegui this week. Like as, The Premier League starts this week, people. Uh, they fired their head coach and hired Gary O'Neill, who Bournemouth let go to hire their new manager. So I, at this point, it's to stay up. Um, that's just a weird thing for them. I not looking good for for Wolves. I'd say. Yeah. No. I I'm optimistic. I think they'll stay up. Um, not not comfortably. Never mind. Ruben Neves isn't even. Yeah. I don't, it's gonna be an interesting ride for Wolves. Let me interesting ride. Well, that concludes our rapid fire. We tried to go as quick as we could for you guys. I just love to talk so much. Um, and hear the sound of my own voice. So, but that was those were our uh, preseason um, kind of run-throughs of all these clubs from last year, expectations of this coming year. But now we're going to move into some accolades, some awards. We did this in our preview season last, uh, last year as well. We're moving into predictions. We're talking about the best transfers, the most impactful transfers that are going to be um, playing for their new clubs this year, the golden boot, most assists, Who's getting the golden gloves in between the posts? MVP player of the season, um, young player of the season, as well as who we think is going to be the manager of the season. Um, Brandon, did you want to get us started off with your most impactful transfer of the 2023-2024 season? Yes, I would love to. I think it's obvious, and I hate – I think all my answers are obvious because I sort of try to predict what I think will, will happen. Um, but not like give any hot takes or anything. Declan Rice, if Arsenal are going to win the league, which I think they have a really, really, really good chance to do so this year, um, Declan Rice is going to be that man for them. Um, he's going to take them to the next level. Um, and I hope he doesn't fail on those expectations. Like I think we all understand how good of a player he is, but now going from West Ham to this Arsenal squad, top four, top two maybe even trying to get one right they're trying to get first place like it's it's a big it's it's a big spot to be in he's gonna be have high expectations on him but i think he can handle it you know england international this is this is the biggest transfer i i don't think there's another one yeah i'm I'm not gonna add too much more onto it i Declan Rice is the answer. Um, I have an honorable mention. I do think Harvey Barnes is going to hit stride at Newcastle, so keep your eyes out for Harvey Barnes um, coming from Leicester. But, yeah, Declan Rice, it's very um, – it reminds me just Jack Grealish-esque, except Grealish came into a side that was already winning. And, like, he had expectation on him at being England transfer, 100 million pounds – but Rice coming into this team is like there's so much pressure on him. And I think he's going to thrive under it because this is such a complete team, arguably up there with Manchester City with being complete. Like the, the gap just just got that much thinner between these two teams. And so I think Rice is going to um, keep them in the title race for the whole year. Uh, moving on to the Golden Boots. Um yeah, this is, there's only one answer. I said it back in my Man City segment. I'm going with Erling Holland, um, Fabio of the Premier League that likes to just take his hair. I'm reminded of a of a game last season. I don't I don't remember which game it was, but he was on Arsenal. He was on the field, and he just like taking his hair down, just to like 
he was like adjusting his. I think he just goes and scores a goal. Like it was absolutely insane. He doesn't have to be interested into the play, but the balls that City play him just find him and he just scores them. It's it's absolutely insane. I say he scores at least thirty goals this year. Mm. What about you, Brandon? Who do you got, Brandon? <clears throat> Sorry, I think my my Wi-Fi might have went out. No, you're, um, good. you're good. I mean, it, I can't add much more. Um, Holland, he will score thirty again if he stays healthy. So, knock on wood that he does, because he's a joy to watch up there. And the only person that would have rivaled him is now gone. Um, the only person that can rival him this year is Mo Salah. And I can't see Mo Salah scoring 30 goals. So, yep, it's Holland's. What I can see Mo Salah doing is grabbing the most assists in the Premier League. I know last year it went to Kevin De Bruyne. Um, which it's probably going to happen again, but Mo Salah had a sneaky good season last year on an inconsistent Liverpool, and I'm thinking of this Liverpool front four of Diaz, Salah, Nunes, and Gakpo, and I just think he's going to have a million different options for all these assists. Um, I think he's going to be up there. Uh, I think he's going to get the most assists over Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, I think it's like one of four or five players that could really do it. Maybe really only one of three, and two of them are on Liverpool. It's Salah, uh, Trent, or Kevin De Bruyne. Um, I'm going to go with Kevin De Bruyne again because I think he's won it the past four years or something crazy. Like He had 16, which I think was four more than the next person from last year. He's the dude. He's the dude to beat. Um, yeah, it, I don't think anyone's going to beat him. I, I just really don't. Yeah. And then moving into the Golden Gloves, we have Aaron Ramsdale. That's going to be my pick for the Golden Gloves. Um, I think Arsenal's reaching new heights this year, and I think the players are going to come up to that level of play that they need to to, to challenge for a title. And with that, it comes to their goalkeeper, and Aaron Ramsdale has just absolutely thrived since being in this Arsenal side. Uh, having Declan Rice in, in front of him uh, – Healthy defense. I think that he's going to have a fantastic season for Arsenal, and he's my pick for the Golden Gloves. Mm, bold choice because they just signed David Raya from Brentford, who will probably take the number one spot. Really? I think that might end up happening. Who knows? They probably will start the season with Aaron Ramsdale, but they did sign David Raya, so that's very, what is it? very interesting. Pressure makes diamonds, dude. Hey, I don't know. Aaron Ramsdale had a really good season last year, so I'm expecting him to start this year. Could do the Golden Gloves. I'm going with Ederson, however. Not sure if he's the best goalkeeper in the league, but this is sort of based on the team's defense as well. Um, Manchester City's defense only got better. I don't think Manchester City are going to give up like 20 goals this year. <laughs> like, I, they're, they're, People are not going to score on them this year. It's going to be really, really weird. And so in turn, Ederson will have the most clean sheets, sort of how this works. Um, but maybe, I'm th trying to think of a goalkeeper with the craziest saves. Who do you think will have the craziest save this year? I mean, Allison's up there, right? I mean, he's still one of the most elite goalkeepers, Allison. right? Yeah. Yeah. Allison has, he has crazy saves. You're right. One-on-one -on -one saves that I've just like, should go in, but don't. 
he's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, moving into my biggest miss of last year, the MVP, the player of the season. What did I say last year? Cristiano Ronaldo. I was trying <laughs> I was trying to be romantic about him writing. I, I thought he was going to be the most impactful player on United. I thought he could go out and score 20 goals. Lo and behold, he wasn't on the team come the new year. Um, so, yeah, the wolf. And something that I learned is that boring predictions sometimes are the best ones. And that's why I'm going with Erling Holland for the most valuable player, the player of the year, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, I think this is a guy that can get 30 goals and, and 10 assists, honestly. And win three trophies this year. So Erling Holland, I think, is the no-brainer choice. Yeah, it's it's Erling Holland, um, for sure. So I don't want to be boring. I'll leave it there. But like, let, let's maybe discuss other players who could be in that in that race because I think that that's probably where the discussion should go. Mo Salah, of course, has to be in there. Um, anybody else? I mean, I could see, like, Martin Odegaard scored 15 goals last year. Yeah, um, Martin Odegaard. He, this was supposed to be the Messiah uh, back when he signed for Real Madrid at, like, just age, like, 20. So he might just now be coming into his own. He could be even better this next season. You add maybe two more goals, put some assists in there. It's hard to beat. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that – I'm trying – yeah, that's – I mean, that's really the only three maybe – Maybe Saka if he steps it up, but uh, it's gonna really be hard to to beat Holland. To be honest, um, anybody else? Anybody else? Nah, nah, no chance. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, speaking of Saka going to young player of the season, I had somebody else on the docket, but I'm gonna think. Saka takes that step. Saka's going to win Young Player of the Season. He is just a baller down that wing. Um, I'm not even going to say too much about him because uh, I think you might have a similar pick to me. Yeah, you were going to go with Holland again, which is the right choice, um, but I didn't want to put Holland again. I think I put Saka last year as well, um, sort of like hedging my bets yeah. with Holland because it was Holland's first season, but Holland will win it if he scores goals like he does, yeah. and he will. Um but Saka, I mean, look, if again, if Arsenal win the league, and Saka has like a twelve and twelve season, or you know something crazy, he'll win Young Player of the Season, could win MVP like we just mentioned. Um, yeah, I, I just really like this guy, Saka. I wish he was on Villa, um, but he's a freaking gooner. So. <laughs> he's a freaking gooner indeed. Uh, going to the manager of the season. I became just such a huge proponent last year. You can go back and look at our old uh, episodes of Liverpool. I, and Brandon and I were kind of like, no, they're not that good. Like, no, no, they're pretty good. They're going to make Champions League. Uh, I just believe in Jurgen Klopp. I believe at the man at the helm of this ship. That he just, I love, the, I love him. I love Jurgen Klopp. Um, I think they get back on the map this year with a healthy team. Uh, new signings like Caicedo, McAllister. Uh, Liverpool is a team that truly, like, Klopp gets the best out of his first 11 every time. They might not be as deep as a Chelsea, as a Man City, um, but what he got out of those players that have just departed and Fabinho, um, Milner, Henderson, uh, give them some young talent that's actually 
top of the crop this year, I think that uh, Klopp could could win a major trophy this year and win uh, manager of the year. Mm, good shout. I mean, he's been like the only person to rival Pep the past four or five years, right? Like that's really the only guy, the only team. Um, I'm going to go with Pep as like my true prediction. Um, but thinking about like other managers that could do it, Aston Villa's Unai Emery could, could honestly do it. If Villa get Champions League um, and win Europe Conference League, like that could do it. Um, uh, Mikel Teta will get it if they win the league. Um, but Pep, like winning four in a row, something that's never been done, that like kudos. I, I Like if that happens, which I think we both think it will, <laughs> um, it's got to go to Pep. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that was our predictions for the individual team awards, all that fun stuff. Uh, Brandon, do you want to lead us into into this next part next part of that we got coming yeah. up? Yeah. This is just something fun we can get through quickly. Hot takes or any crazy predictions. I'll start with one of mine. Um I think, and this is sort of like a funny prediction, Tottenham will win a trophy this year. Harry Kane now leaving the club and Tottenham under Postacoglu will go on a deep run in the Carabao Cup, let's say. I don't go. Probably the Carabao. And win it. They will win a trophy this year. Why you got to say that? Why you gotta... I don't know if I'm trolling or if I'm actually no, believing that. You're trolling. But... <laughs> you're 100% trolling me right now. Uh, my hot take will also revolve around Tottenham. I got Richarlison, the guy that scored, I think, just one Premier League goal last year. Scoring 15 Premier League goals this year for Tottenham. Um, that'd be something to see. He's Brazil's number nine. What if he did it for Tottenham? That'd be fun to see. Uh, that's just what I want to see. I want to see Richarlison having fun with Kulisevsky and Youngman's son up top. And that's my hot take. 15 goals for the Brazilian with the ugly tattoos on his back. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else do I have? A hot take. Um, I don't think this is in my predictions for the the league that we're about to get into, but I think Bournemouth could end up in the top half of the table. And with that, we're going to get into the table <laughs> and what we think it's going to look like. Uh, so here in front of us, Brandon and myself, we have our individual um, predictions of the full Premier League table of where all these teams are going to end up. We're going to get into uh, the cellar dwellers, at least what we think uh, will be at the end of the season, who's going to be in that bottom three. Um, I can get us kicked off. This is just something that usually is inevitable for teams that come up. What comes up must go down. Um, and Lutton Town is my number 20 team overall. I'll just hit him really quick. I have Lutton Town finishing in last, and then I have Sheffield United finishing in 19th place and in 18th place. I have Nottingham Forest, who in dramatic fashion stayed up last year, but I have them at 18th also going down. Hmm. Yeah, mine is the same. Luton, Sheffield, they're going to be 20 or 19th, one of the two. They're, they're both going down. Um... Uh, sorry, guys. There's just no chance. Didn't really invest. Honestly, Sheffield got worse. Sheffield sold players when they got to the Premier League. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do it. Just enjoy the season. Um, and then this is probably the hardest 
apart for me because I think there's like yeah four teams that could go down three or four. Um, I'm gonna go with Wolves. Um, hiring Gary O'Neill, he'll be gone by Christmas, um, and they'll be in a in a in a mess in a messy state. I think. I think their starting eleven's okay. Any injuries to that starting eleven? Their defense is bad, um, but like any injuries to that starting eleven, it's it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for them. Everton, I have like as another one that could go down. They've been circling the drain for four years now. Like, I I love Daesh. I think he's awesome. But, dude, they are they're going to be right up against it again, I think, this year. Um, they just don't score enough goals. Uh, and then Nottingham Forest, I have in 16th. So I think any of those teams can really go down. Um, but I think it'll be Wolves this year. Yeah, it's they definitely don't have the word stable does not live anywhere near Wolves right now at the moment. Um but we're going to look at the top half of the table kind of on the brighter side. Like again, last season was such an anomaly. It's so difficult to make these predictions, but the top half of the table, I mean number 1, we both have the same team here, Manchester City. Um we've talked about them already a lot this this episode, so for all of those reasons, they're finishing first. The Hollands, the De Bruyne's, the manager, like all of these, all of these reasons, they're going to finish first. Their defense, they're getting better. Their def- yeah, they've even gotten better. Their defense stay, uh, is getting better. And Kyle Walker staying, like all of these different factors. J- another year of Jack Grealish, who had a great year last year. Like, what, like there's so many different areas of the pitch to look at and go, yeah, that they're even better. Mm-hmm. So Van City, I think, is the undisputed number one. Uh, and then I'll get to the rest of my top four. I have Liverpool um, making a bounce back from fifth to second um, on this list. And then I have Newcastle um, rounding it in third. And then I should say I have Manchester United in fourth as well. Um, just real quick with these teams. I just think Newcastle, they're adding on Harvey Barnes, Tonali. Um, ideally, you want to see these big transfers hit the ground running. They might not, so we'll see. They got rid of St. Maximin, who was electric, electric last year for them. Um, but I have me and you here. Like, I probably feel the most confident besides City, obviously winning the title. But honestly, man, you just being in the top four, I just think that they'll be around. They're consistent. They're good. They're improving. They're solid. You talked about their defense earlier. Maybe if Marcus Rashford can actually have a good whole season not just like one month i mean the sky's the limit for these guys um you have ganache like erickson went down her bruno mount coming in there's just so many different areas of this team where you can be optimistic um you're not groaning about harry Maguire. you're not groaning about david de gea so let's see with those distractions gone from the club what this team can do and ten hog another year like i just really believe in manchester united to finish top four i don't i won't want to hear any other conversations about them not being there yeah, shocking omission. If you guys didn't notice, uh, he didn't say Arsenal. <laughs> um, so my top four is Man City. Like he said, um, I will say with Man City, I'm worried about their depth. I am worried about their depth. So we will see. You know what happens. Time might catch up to them. They've been playing in four competitions for a long time now. Um, like sixty games a year is is a lot. So. 
Uh, we'll see what ha- that happens to their their squad. Uh, but I have them in first. Arsenal in second. I think that they're, there's two other teams that can challenge Man City. It's Arsenal and Liverpool this year. Um, Arsenal have a really, really good shot and a real shot. Um, they got better from last season. They're a year older. Um, Mikel Arteta is a year better, right? I, they're very, very scary. And I think they will hit the ground running and will not stop. Um, they will not fall off like they have the past two seasons. Um, I hope, well, I don't know if I hope, but, um, I think that they will, will, will not fall off. They've, they figured it out. Um, Liverpool in third, um, some two good signings. Um, a lot of outgoings, like we mentioned earlier. Again, this is the only team that's been able to test Man City uh, the past four or five years. So I think they're back. I think I think they are back. They had a down season last year, just inconsistent. And that front attacking group, whoever it ends up being, Mo Salah, Luis Diaz, Cody Gakpo, Alexis McAllister, uh, Darwin Nunez, I mean, whoever it ends up being on the day, like – they they have goals coming from all over. Um, they're they're very exciting. So I think they'll be back. No issues there. Manchester United I have in fourth. I almost thought about putting them in third, but Manchester United I have in fourth. I just don't think they're there to com- like get to the title. Um, for everything you mentioned, um, Rasmus Hoyland, he's too young. I hope he makes a good impact um, for Man United's case, uh, but. Who knows at this point? Bruno's going to be really big for them. He could have an MVP season, and if he does, that changes things. But, um, yeah, Manchester United in fourth. Yeah. I, I Okay, on the Arsenal thing, now that we've talked a lot this episode, I just – I'm like they were so quick ahead of schedule. Like the fact that they just came into my face as they're going to win the title, like that was just so – weird because they haven't displayed really anything like that over the past few seasons four or five years and so to see them come out of the gate like that and then just just sprint down a hill of um just giving up results the, the southampton the oh god like the football i was watching them play towards the end of the season was just abysmal and i think that's what was in my head in making this list um but no, the, the signings came in, but they better hit the ground running because everybody in this top half of the table looks good, except Tottenham. Um, everybody <laughs> looks so good. Like, we have Newcastle. Like, you didn't include Newcastle, you know? And they were one of the, the most consistent teams, best defenses in the league last year. But it's just hard to tell. Um, do you guys want to talk about the rest of the top half of the table? Talk about, like, 5 through 10. Brandon, who do you have 5 through 10 right now on your list? Yeah, I think Chelsea will have a, a good year um, under Pochettino, and I think that's the that's gonna be the guy who pulls all the strings. Um, he's done it before for two different teams, uh, Southampton and Tottenham, um, and I think he can hit the ground running with Chelsea with a pretty deep roster. Um, so they'll they'll figure it out, and I think they'll end up in fifth um, because I'm slightly scared to put Tottenham. I mean, to put Aston Villa in fifth, because I think fifth is a Champions League spot this year, by the way. Um, So I don't want to go that far and say Villa will end up there, but I think Villa will end up higher than they did last year. So I have Aston Villa at sixth, um, and surprisingly, rounding out my Europe talk 
I have I have Tottenham. I have Tottenham. I think not playing in a European um, competition is really going to help them. I think Postacoglu is a great coach. Um, I think they'll figure it out. Losing Harry Kane is going to be hard, but it'll be like shedding a layer, hopefully for them and hopefully for you. And I think they'll end up in seventh. Europa Conference League. I like it. I'm wearing their Europa Conference League jersey for when Deli Alley was on the team. There it is. Come on. Uh, I don't have them in seventh at all. I'll, my fifth, like I said, I have Arsenal at five. Um, a great team. They'll probably finish higher. It's definitely – that. put this into my hot take section is Arsenal being at five because it's a very hot take. Um Villa, I love Villa at six. I'm with you on that. I think Villa is better than – you have Chelsea above Villa. I think Villa played so, so much sound football. Um, I Does Chelsea make that jump to go back to fifth? I don't know. But Villa is a very, very good side. Um, and then I have Chelsea finishing out the European spots, um, and I have Tottenham repeating in eighth place. But – and then you get to the middle of the table. It's just all – it, it can go ebbs and flows. I have – just to talk about my top ten, I have Tottenham at eight, like I said. West Ham, I have making the jump back at nine. I think this is a good team. I think they just underperformed last year. I have West Ham at nine. I even think they're better than Tottenham in certain spurts last season. Like, why not? Why can't they finish – and Tottenham played terrible. Why can't they finish above Spurs? Um, and then Fulham at 10, that's where they played last year. And who knows, Palace finished 11th. They might make a jump or if they lose Elise, they could go down. It's just, <laughs> it's just wild. Um, and the transfer window is still open. So, you know, I think tonight with time of recording at Caicedo, you said confirmed to Liverpool and it's, it's just a whirlwind, a whirlwind of emotions in the top half of the table. Yeah, I, look, I I left Newcastle out, as you could probably tell. Newcastle's in eighth. I just think Champions League is going to take a lot out of them. I don't think they're deep, um, and if they're going to be competing for a trophy, which I think is really important for them, um, I, I don't know. Eighth just sort of seems about right. could be seventh. Um, it could be a lot higher. We will see, but I just don't think that they can play to the level that they did last year. Um, so that's good. that's sort of my take on that. Brighton in ninth, Brentford in tenth. Um, Brighton again has European football, so I think they'll drop. They're not as they're not that deep, so they will struggle to get through the season, I think. Um, but they're better than Brentford. Brentford is an interesting one with missing Tony for half a season. They're very creative there at Brentford, the bees, but. That is going to be really weird to see. Um, but I think anybody can really jump Brentford and Brighton this year. I think that's just sort of where it starts to shift to, like, can Fulham do it? Um, hell, can Bournemouth do it? That was my hot take a minute ago. Can West Ham get back up in there? Crystal Palace, who knows? Burnley? I don't know. But you start getting into this bottom half of the table, and, like, this is, this is like, the mix. I don't even know if we need to cover it because it's just, like, a eh. Like who? This is just going to be where they end up at some point, mm. and we're not going to get this part right. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll just I'll just rapid fire through my bottom eleven, eleven through twenty, or eleven through seventeen. I got Palace coming in at eleven, Fulham above them in tenth. Uh, 
And then I have Brentford in 12th. Brighton Hive dropping dramatically all the way down to 13th. Wolves in 14. Everton stay safe at 15. Bournemouth at 16. Burnley at 17. And then, like I said earlier, Nottingham, Sheffield, Lutton going down as well. Mm-hmm. Give me, okay, I'll share mine then. Give it the shout. Fulham in 11th. Bournemouth 12th. West Ham 13th. Crystal Palace 14th. Burnley 15th. Uh, Nottingham Forest, Everton, like I said. And then Wolves, Sheffield, Lund. All right. Yeah, it's... Yeah, there it That's is. It. That, I'm right. I, I think I'm. No, right. I'm right. I'm gonna I'm gonna come at you eight months time, and we're gonna we're gonna look back on this, and uh, you're gonna see. We're gonna be so wrong. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. Uh, nothing can be as bad as me predicting Cristiano Ronaldo to win um, MVP of the season. Oh boy, I love it. I'm so excited for the Premier League to get started up this weekend. I know Brandon is. Uh, we text about it almost every day. Uh, so leading us into the final segment of our show. We're going back to you, Betcha. We're betting on the Premier League um, outcomes for this opening weekend. This goes without saying, we are but amateur bettors, uh, sometimes optimistic ones like myself. This is in no way betting advice, but it's fun, so we're going to get into it. Uh, my lock I have for the weekend is a draw, a sexy draw on the opening weekend of Premier League Soccer between Everton and Fulham. Everton is hosting Fulham. They're going to be playing dice ball, and a draw has it at plus 245. I kind of like those odds, um, a draw on the opening week um, at Goodison Park. Yeah, I like those odds too. I'm going with one that I'm still questioning, but I think they can do it. Sheffield United plus 205 to win against Crystal Palace. It's the first week. It's at home. I think that they'll do it, start the season off right. Um, Sheffield United to win. (gasps) Might be their only win of the year. We'll see. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hot takes galore. Well, thank you so much, everybody. That's been it for the Supporter Section podcast today. Hope you enjoyed your time. Um, If you've made it this far, be sure to leave a like. um, Leave a comment on the video. Let's get some dialogue going. Um, Subscribe if you haven't already. Get into the comments again. Like I said, let us know how you feel about our takes, our hot takes, me mispronouncing names. There's going to be a lot more of that for the rest of the season, just so you know. Um, I've been Steven Curl. He's been Brandon Paitsnick. Enjoy your week. Enjoy Premier League football. It is back, and we will see you in the next one. Peace out.